I think this is a, a really interesting uh, professional sleeping. When I spoke to James about coming up here, you know, we were having a coffee in, in Melbourne, and he said, I want to talk about professional sleeping. I went away at first, I said, why have I agreed to this? Let me know. Nevertheless, here it is. So, away you go, James. Thank you. Does anyone know how to use a Canon camera? I need some photos of me because I've got to show the Australian Tax Department that we are in Monaco at the Grand Prix and I'm giving a very important tax deductible speech. <laughs> Here we go. I was the purser walking to the aircraft with the captain down the aero bridge and there was a random drug test and we got selected and tested. Uh, there was no alcohol or cocaine on us and we were tested as okay. But I was off my face on Xanax, illegal benzodiazepine. Ultra-long flying killed me. I was a walking zombie. I'd been flying okay on short haul, but when I got long haul, I just couldn't handle it. I was going to have to resign. Then I, I was given one Xanax tablet. It changed my life. I slept for 13 hours straight. Just what I needed. Just what the doctor ordered. Soon I was doctor shopping on a four-year downhill spiral. In the end, I could only sleep for three hours. And I was taking Xanax just to feel normal. I detoxed in hospital for eight days and I've been clean for 151 days today. Those are the words of a cabin crew member who I must admit does not work for my old airline. Understand that, not work for my airline. 27 million Xanax prescriptions will be filled in the United States this year. It's the 23rd most prescribed pharmaceutical in that country. It was announced yesterday that deaths from benzodiazepine overdoses over the last 15 years in Australia are averaging 472 every year. This is a legal drug. I'm James Nixon. How do I work this? Like that? One of them. I'm James Nixon, and I'm a retired A380 captain from Emirates. I um, flew for 31 years, had about the same number of hours as... That's me. Captain Sully when he parked his plane in the Hudson and uh, about the same number of hours as um, Captain Shah from MH370. 31 years flying experience. I flew Boeing 727s, Airbus A320s, 321s, 330s, 340s and of course my old girlfriend, the A380. When I started flying her we had two of them. When I left we had 93 of them. One of them scratched my eye the other day. <coughs> Besides working in uh, Australia, I've worked in Malta, England, Vietnam, Bahrain, Dubai, and besides flying, I've studied management and acting. You can't make a career out of flying, be it as a pilot or cabin crew, without getting to grips with sleep or as an academic. Quality sleep, when you want, for as long as you want, I call it professional sleeping. Since accountants, MBAs, risk managers have taken over the airline industry, there's a whole bunch of wankers of, of uh, middle-level management. 
at uh, headquarters producing the most productive rosters in the world every month and giving themselves awards for it, getting cabin crew to work harder than they have ever worked before in this industry. Because the airline industry is so young and has yet to learn from history, just a glance at the mining industry would see that most of these problems have been solved by smart people over a, a century ago. But not the airline industry. We are a classic silo business. We have recruitment standing alone, trying to put names in the spaces of the spreadsheets being produced by cabin crew training. And they're trying to put names on the spreadsheets for cabin crew operations. And then over in the corner is HR, who are trying to exit the poor bastards from the company who can't, the victims, who can't possibly make it. They can't survive the pace. The cabin crew churn rate has, airlines has increased, as many give, the fly, uh, give flying away as a bad joke, leaving this job to be replaced by new ones. Yesterday, we said that it was going to be six years for the average cabin crew person in this industry. For that to happen, some people have to be in the industry for a long time. Uh, other people in Emirates are leaving after six weeks. They do their training, they go on the line, and after about six weeks or a month, they go, I'm giving this away as a bad joke. Unlike our generation, who fell in love with the smell of jet fuel as kids, and we would fly for free if they asked us to, thank Christ, they never did. Generation Y, the millennials, youngest 24, and Generation um, Z, the iGen, oldest 23, they're not in love with flight. It's just a job for them. For them, everything's the same. They've seen no change. A computer's a computer. A phone's a phone. All planes and cars, they look the same. In my day, cabin crew had a gap year before starting university. Took up flying to get away from the family or an over-enthusiastic boyfriend, maybe. Made it a career and then maybe retired to, re to start their own family later on. These days... They choose a gap year after university, before entering their chosen career and come to the airline just to see the world. Why stay at a backpackers when you can stay at the Sheraton in New York? In my time at Emirates, I've seen cabin crew who were doctors, qualified doctors, lawyers, accountants, solicitors and scientists from 130 nationalities. So that side of the business hasn't changed recently. Neither has the cabin crew from a poor background who sees this industry as an escape from the family farm. They will stay forever. So why the increase in the churn rate? Why are people leaving? I'm so tired, this job's killing me. Have you heard that before? You've all got friends who have said this to you. I got so sick and tired of spending my flights listening to cabin crew and first officers telling me how they couldn't sleep properly, I wrote a book about it. <laughs> I'm not allowed to advertise. I gave up a career. No, one retired A380 captain wrote a review. He said, listen, he said, I gave up a career that I loved in part because the night shifts and subsequent fatigue were killing me. And had this book been available, I might still well be flying. <laughs> what did it cost our airline to replace this, this captain? As trainers, it's your responsibility to teach your cabin crew how to do all of the job. Not just safety and security, not just cabin service and first aid, not just responsible service of alcohol and 
presentation, but the whole job, and that includes sleep. There are 20 factors that affect your sleep to a greater or lesser degree, and we're going to have a quick look at them, if I can learn how to practice, press this button here. Oh, shit. Huh? That's, I'm starting with this. This is an Australian presentation. <laughs> Stop after two glasses or you'll end up sleeping like a dead person for 90 minutes and then spend the rest of the night bouncing around the walls of your hotel room. Bed bugs. New York, 2018, every single hotel room had these. So in 2008, sorry. So if you were in New York as a crew, you'll know about this. Check your room. Never put your suitcase on your bed. Use the stand. Keep the suitcase closed at all time. All your dirty washing in sealed plastic bags. Your body clock. Learn your 90-minute sleep cycle. Observe daily body cycles. Plan for jet lag. Make your body work for you, not against you. Caffeine takes 15 to 30 minutes to work and then stops you sleeping for six hours but it can be used strategically before you need it. It's a diuretic, so you must drink an equivalent amount of water. Despite the taking, can you read that? Despite the taking illegal drugs, the wrong, if you take the wrong pill, you could sleep immediately forever. But illegal drugs, <laughs> illegal drugs stop you sleeping properly. To expand your mind, use a book podcast, audio book, anything, just say no to illegal drugs. My whistleblowing Xanax purser, he told me about a cabin crew who told him that he couldn't possibly do ultra-long-haul flights anymore without Tina. And my mate said, I thought he meant listening, he liked listening to Tina Turner <laughs> in the crew rest. It turns out that Tina is code for crystal methamphetamine. And there's a new campaign starting in the United States, One Pill Can Kill. We have cabin crew doing drugs to help them sleep on ultra-long-haul flights. Thank God not from my old airline. <coughs> Legal drugs, sleeping pills and benzodiazepines are used after major traumas. That's their role. None are options for air crew whose career is expected to last more than two weeks. They should never be used with alcohol and are banned in some countries. But like that fantastic restaurant in Osaka near the hotel, once cabin crew find something they like, they just go there every week, every trip. We used to run down the street, push the KLM crew out of the way to get in there ourselves. We are addicted to things that make our lives better. So the chances of you stopping your sleeping pills after two weeks, as recommended by the manufacturers and your doctor, are zero, and everybody drinks alcohol with them, which is a no-no. So just don't start. Oops. Fitness. Simple exercises and stretches, 30 minutes brisk walking a day, every day, forever, helps keep depression at bay, but it also helps you sleep better. My, one of my theories on life is, if you can't win, cheat. And cheat you must if you're going to make sleeping your number one priority in life. Audio books, podcasts, sleeping apps, sleep music. All of these things can be used to ensure that you can sleep when you want to. Before and after ultra-long-haul flights, any flight really, a relaxing massage can prepare you for sleep like nothing else. 
Happy beginning? No, I didn't. Mosquitoes. Get educated. Get serious. Get safe. 216 million cases of malaria occurred last year on this planet in 2016, resulting in 445,000 deaths. That little bastard is the most deadly animal in the world. As well as malaria, we've got transmitted diseases, dengue fever, Nile fever, chikungunya. Despite airlines training cabin crew and providing malarone for flights into malarial destinations for free against malaria, there's an undercurrent lie in cabin crew ranks that malarone is more dangerous than malaria. That's wrong. Very, very wrong. I can only find one case in the world where malarone caused liver damage and still the jury is out as to the cause. Like the flu vaccine, malarone gets updated every year and the current version is okay to take almost continually without damage to you. One thing is for sure, and this happened to me, if you're trying to sleep in a hotel room in Accra, Ghana, and there's one fat female pregnant Anopheles mosquito in the dark with you, sleep is very hard to find. Drives you crazy. Natural remedies, do we get there? I can do this. Natural remedies are fakes. Melatonin, valerian, they do not work for the cabin crew in the moving sleep cycle roster, and they cost you money. The best result is they will fool you into believing they work. They work for age pensioners over 80 years of age, and they move their sleep cycle maximum 20 minutes. Nicotine affects your sleep. The smoking habit, which is stronger than heroin for some people, even wakes you up to be satisfied, yet stopping is easier than you think. Rosters and diaries are the key to getting control of your life. Give up the electronic diary, get back to paper. Plan sleep like you plan your work. Spend a couple of hours, I do it watching a movie, planning your month when your roster comes out, and within three months you won't believe how great you feel and how much you're in control of your life and also how much you accomplish. Snoring is a sign that you need to change your life. Lose weight, stop smoking, reduce drinking, cut out tranquilize, take up exercise, or go back in time and change your parents. <laughs> Tackling snoring leads to better sleep. Sleep apnea, on the other hand, shortens your life. You get to sleep forever. But untreated, the good news is that you won't outspend your retirement savings. So you can retire earlier. Get medical help, seriously, get medical help and don't give up on the CPAP machines. Do a simple stress test with your life. Take action. Learn the tips and tricks to reduce stress and then get help. And you'll end up sleeping like a baby, waking up every three hours screaming and wetting the bed. No, hang on, that's a... Too much sun. Cabin crew from Western countries and especially colder ones, like England, think that lying beside the pool in the tropics without sunscreen is really clever. It isn't. 
sunburn prevents restful, restful sleep. And then skin cancer kills you. Too little sleep results in long-term sleep issues. And people from Arctic countries have to take special measures to be able to sleep in summer when the sun never sets and in winter when the sun never rises. They call it SADS, Seasonal Affective Sleep Disorder, a type of depression associated with the seasons. But you've got to get help, get control of it and to be able to sleep better. Well hydrated humans, that's us, sleep better. It also reduces cellulite and makes your skin look better. While cabin crew complain, you know, about working in a dry environment, few drink enough water. Often saying they worry about if they drink too much water, they won't be able to sleep in crew rest because they have to wake up and go to the toilet. But the thing is, your wondrous human body, even yours, Sebastian, will adapt in two weeks. It's incredible. Aha, my favourite. Getting control of weight issues leads to better sleep and sex, so they tell me, uh, induces sleep. You like that? That's the 20 factors. That's the 20 factors that affect sleep. But it's how you trick your subconscious and the tips required to get sleep that we have to prepare our cabin crews by teaching them properly. Watch me. I'm going to reset your sleep cycle. Sleep cycle. Here it comes. Here comes a yawn. I'm going to... Oh, oh God, that's good. There goes a yawn, and many of you are going to yawn now too. And in one and a half hours, at 11.45, 11, nearly 12 o'clock, you're going to yawn again. And then again at 1.30, you're going to yawn again. And then again at 2, 4, 2, 3, you know, 3 o'clock, you're going to yawn again. And then at 4.30, you're going to yawn again. At, five, at 6 o'clock, we're surfing this 90-minute sleep cycle wave. And at half past 11, something fantastic is going to happen. You're going to be in bed, and beside you are a pad and pen, and you're going to write all that crap that's in your head that you think is important. You just write it all out, get it out of your head. The hotel dressing gown is blocking the crack under the door, keeping the light out. Pitch black room, three alarms set. Eye shade on your forehead that you've stolen from the Emirates aircraft. Earplugs in. Phone on airplane mode. TV off. Room slightly cool, like this one. And you're snuggled down in your bed, reading a book by one light. Doesn't matter what the book is, what we need is the light to reflect off the pages of the book. The light's reflecting off the pages, and suddenly a sleep wave comes again, and you're about to yawn. Close the book, light off, eye shade down, sleep. Works every time. By planning your sleep before your flight, using tips and tricks, you know you're going to sleep naturally and wake up after six and a half, six, six and a half hours. So you're going to block off eight hours. And with three alarms set, your subconscious knows that you're going to wake up and it can relax. It doesn't have to keep bothering you all night. Because, wake up. Do you know you've got to wake up tomorrow? Don't forget you've got to wake up. It does this all night. Drives you crazy. But with three alarms set 
And the last one's going to wake up the whole neighbourhood. I've got one that goes, ah, ah, ah. I'll tell you, I'm terrified I'm going to hear that one day. Luckily, I never do. Because my subconscious knows that's going to happen, it can let me sleep deeply. By using these tricks, you'll wake up naturally all month and never needed an alarm, except for those few flights a month where I'm going to wake you up after three hours for strategic reasons, but uh, that's maybe once or twice a month. You need to get your room, bed and sleep position correct to use self-hypnosis, relaxation techniques, even pre-sleep affirmations with a goal of waking up naturally. Learn how to create a great state of mind at work. You may have to fake it till you make it. So if someone says, how are you? You say, fantastic. And you soon will be. One of those people who makes each flight zoom along, energising your fellow crew members, not dragging them down by complaining about your fucking roster. How, how many have we flown with someone like that? They make the flight go forever. You need to master sleeping in the crew rest compartment. Eyes wide awake like a coffin. And use the NASA nap, that 24 minutes which is going to change your life when you get to grips with how to use it properly. And discover that the layover destination starts on board the aircraft. Take control of your personal security. Learn the truth about elevators, hotel fires. Answer all these crappy little questions so your subconscious can relax and let you completely relax in a new hotel destination. You need to really understand jet lag doesn't affect us anymore because those motherfuckers, those lovely people in rostering make us come back straight away. So we don't have the dreaded third day problem anymore with jet lag, but your passengers do. So learning about jet lag means that you can help them. And if you have to move overseas, learn to understand the expat lifestyle and how to manage it. The actual experience of being an aeroplane, on an aeroplane for a long time, has nothing to do with sleeping or jet lag. You can fly from Moscow down to Johannesburg in the same time zone. It's 14 and a half hours, you're still going to feel like you've been hit by a truck by the time you get to the other end. I discovered the 23 tips to survive a long flight. It's got nothing to do with professional sleeping. Professional sleeping is all in your mind. They say that an audience like this will remember three things. We are coming up to coffee time. Sorry, Trevor. They lie. Before these, the coffee break, if you're anything like me, you'll be lucky to remember one thing. You don't even know my name. James, as in James Bond. Nixon, as in President. James Nixon. Google me. Email me. Let me know if I'm correct. To make a successful career in aviation and look this good, after 31 years, remember these three things. Sleep has to be your number one priority. Plan your sleep. Three alarms, earplugs and eye shades allow you to sleep when you want, where you want. No phones, no TV, no iPad, no computer. Oh, and uh, number four. There are 4,416 airliners up above us right now. 
One million passengers, 40,000 cabin crew. How many are taking Xanax to feel normal? Most airline crashes happen on the first sector after an overnight. Are your crews ready? Have they slept professionally? I hope so. Thank you.